is creation a viable model of origins in today's modern scientific era? And now let's welcome our debaters, Mr. Bill Nye and Mr. Ken Ham. February 2014, a highly anticipated debate at the Creation Museum in Kentucky. The amount of hullabaloo surrounding the event was, well, in a word, surprising. The moderator of the event was not just some guy with a stopwatch. No, it was CNN on-screen personality Tom Foreman, who makes it clear, by the way, that he flew in from New York, big-time New York, to Kentucky just for this. The Legacy Hall Auditorium is packed, about 900 people. Uh, on the other hand, it's estimated that there's three-quarters of a million people watching online. The subject? Is creation a viable model of origins in today's scientific era? Bill Nye looks dapper in his trademark bow tie and sport coat. The science guy. He's one of my childhood heroes. One of the very reasons that I am such a fan of science today. Uh, Ken Ham. He's a titan of Christian apologetics. He just looks the part. He's polished, bespectacled. In one of the lighter moments of the debate, he jokes that if it doesn't matter what he says, as long as he says it in his native Australian accent. Native Australian accent. For two and a half hours, the debate goes on, point, counterpoint, challenging each other to answer specific questions, then tap dancing around giving the answers. But if I'm being honest, it's surprisingly subdued. Both men speaking eloquently but in very measured tones. So like trial lawyers in a court procedural TV show, each of the debaters is given five minutes to open and then 30 minutes to present their evidence. As they each wind down their arguments, do they use the remainder of their time to summarize what they presented? Maybe toss in a, this is why I'm right. Or in Ken Ham's case, this is why I'm right. That's an awesome Australian accent there. Uh, but no, no, they don't. They do something else. They focus in on that other thing they've been talking about. It's not, is creation a viable model of origins in today's modern scientific era? No, it's not even close. I know, I know. You were just starting to get into it. Is that the X-Files theme playing in the background? Let me explain. I'm Gabe Creek, and I'm launching a podcast exploring what happens when two seemingly contradictory or conflicting things try to occupy the same space. Can they come together? Or does it turn into a high noon showdown in the Old West, where the two ideas simply square off in the street and say, I thought I told you that this town wasn't big enough for the both of us. I think I'll call it Strange Bedfellows. Thanks, Seth, for the inspiration for that name. So back to that X-Files theme. Season 1 is going to be focused on faith and the things it should or shouldn't be combined with. Episode 1 deals with the centuries-long rivalry between faith and science. If you ever watched the X-Files in the 90s, it's the epitome of faith versus science. Our misunderstood and conflicted hero, Special Agent Fox Mulder, is assigned to partner with physician, physicist, and serial skeptic Dana Scully. They're assigned to the X-Files, an unsolved cases in which Mulder follows his belief in the supernatural to solve the case, while Scully, despite staring the supernatural in the face, 
refuses to accept anything but a scientific explanation. The rivalry between faith and science immortalized in pop culture. So but what is faith and what is science? Are they mutually exclusive or is there room for cooperation? On May 22nd, I'll make my case on episode one of Strange Bedfellows.